Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Okay, I think we are live. Coming to you from not the ocean and not Maine, (laughs) but uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I had to tuck tail and head into shore, I believe, for... I want to say this is the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> I'm getting wise in my old age. Holy cow. Um, yeah. Everything was going really well. Uh, we were racing up the Gulf Stream, yada, yada, yada. Um, days and nights, everything was all good. This one's going to be kind of a short podcast. I just want to, because my brain barely even works right now. Uh, I've been awake for... I think about 36 hours. We had super light winds. Um, as soon as I made the decision to to head into shore due to the weather, um, I I don't know. The, the winds were super fickle, and I could not, for the life of me, fall asleep. I don't know. I, I think I was uh, a little worried about the weather, a little bit worried about the engine, Um I don't know. I coming into a strange port, although super easy, um, as as I should have expected. And the people at the marina are absolutely wonderful. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be waiting out this this sort of nor'easter for uh, the duration, which is part of the reason why I'm in here. Um, it's this this system is sort of just forming off the coast. And it's going to be basically ripping from Cape Cod all the way down to Cape Hatteras, uh, sustained up in the 40 knot wind range. And uh, yeah, I I knew there was a system possibly forming um, in the long range forecast before I left, but I thought one that I'd be able to get ahead of it or north of it, um, and two. You know, I just figured, hey, who knows? It it might uh, develop into something. But when when I read my forecast, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near what it's turned into. And unfortunately, that's what that's what can happen in May on the East Coast is uh, those storms have a tendency to sometimes get a little crazy. And um, I don't know. I I thought back to when when I was told about the weather. There, there's two things. Essentially, it's it's the fact that it's coming from the Northeast, um, which is exactly where I need to go. And then it's, wow, there's so much noise out here. I'm not used to it yet. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing is that, that it's blowing pretty hard, you know, 40 knots that is blowing continuously, uh, for days and days on end can get pretty ugly. And, uh, I I thought back to a trip back in I think it was like 2019 or 2018 where I was sailing from Maine down to Charleston, South Carolina and picked a terrible window, got like 3 days into the trip, 4 days into the trip and uh 
just got blasted by a really strong southwesterly. Um, and in by the coast, it was blowing 50. Out where I was, it was blowing 40. Uh, sustained, and it, it did that for three days. So I just hove two, and I ended up uh, kind of crab walking my way out. And I ended up actually east of Bermuda uh, during that three-day Oh, that three-day jaunt. And I, you know, it's one of those things I, I remember it, and I remember how how cool it was in some ways, seeing how Sparrow can handle that sort of situation, uh, but also how miserable it is in other ways because you're damp, you're wet, the boat's healing over at about 30 degrees. Um, it's very noisy with the wind. You know, even though the boat rides those waves really well, at about a 60 degree angle or something. Um, man, it just, I, I think on that one, all I did was, was, uh, was really tank into my beer supply (laughs) for three days while I just sat out there and slowly got further away from, uh, from the coast. So I don't know, those memories weren't, uh, a hundred percent the best. And so I've, I've pretty much decided, yeah, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to head in, but Oh man, for making that decision, um, like I said, the winds just got super fickle. One minute we're going, the next minute we're not. Engines on, engines off. Mongo's disconnected. Mongo's hooked back up, and uh, it never stayed the same long enough for me to get any sleep. And so I tried desperately to sleep today and uh i don't know i i was a bit anxious i guess um and so every time i laid down i i just couldn't as as always happens whenever i'm approaching land um you know there's more traffic and vhf is going off so it's it's pretty difficult for me to sleep uh which is typically why i don't do like the intercoastal and and real coastal stuff i like to be far offshore away from everything and able to um able to just live my my little ocean solo life out there but oh holy cow i am glad uh that i got in though because by i think tomorrow night it's gonna start really cranking i'm in um what's the name of this marina sunset marina in ocean city and uh yeah gonna be here for a couple days Maybe a week, uh, but I have to work on the engine. Boy, I was running it the other night, and um, it started to rev. So there's something blocking that fuel. I gotta, I, I gotta switch out the. Oh man, I gotta do the. I just gotta change all the filters again. Even though I did that after I got back from the other trip, but I don't know. I think I got dirty tanks. When I get up to Maine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure that one out. We're gonna. We're going to either pull these tanks out of this boat or figure out a way to do clean them out without uh, having to do that, but I don't know. There's a lot to be done. Um, the bowsprit was definitely... One of the things the bowsprit did for me was it, it gave me something to look at and be like, wow, okay, that is just gorgeous now. What else do I need to do on this boat? And... Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot, but who knows, who knows. So uh, I have a, a bunch of like little podcast uh, clips from from being out at sea. I don't know if uh, if I haven't listened to them. 
and sometimes um, sometimes they don't turn out very good because <laughs> I'm I'm just in such a weird state of mind. But uh, if any of them are acceptable, I'll I'll definitely throw them out there. Uh, but this was just a real quick update, so um, so my my listeners and and everybody can uh, can sort of know that I'm I'm okay and I'm on land and uh, just gonna wait it out. Made a smart decision, I believe. And the crazy thing is, like I'll, I'll definitely be feeling the winds quite a bit in here in this marina. Um, hopefully, not any wave action, but. Holy cow! Walking down the dock, I got we had some we had some pretty windy conditions for a few days, and boy, that my sea legs they were great. But boy, the the better your sea legs are, the harder harder it is to get your land legs back. And man, I almost fell over in the shower, almost fell off the dock. Checking into the office here, I'm like holding on to the railing and talking to these ladies and trying not to. Uh, look like I'm I'm absolutely hammered. <laughs> so crazy. That uh it's already starting to fade a little bit, but I even sitting on this boat in a perfectly calm marina, I feel like we're still moving up and down. Um but who knows. I think I'm just going to go out for a nice long walk somewhere and uh, uh maybe go see the sights. <laughs> Ocean City, baby, is I've never been here before, so we we will see. Um, so yeah, I know it's only a uh, ten minute podcast, but uh, hopefully, I will either find some people to chat with here, or I'll put together some of the other stuff and get those out. And uh, and yeah, that's about it. Boy, my brain is just throttled. The exhaustion. And the funny thing is, when I do go and lay down, it's not going to be like an instantaneous sleep. Like my body essentially will relish the fact that I'm laying down and I have no worries and uh, it'll it'll almost get excited. <laughs> so I won't be able to just pass right out. Um, but I also don't want to drink a whole bunch of beers or anything like that and then try and sleep because you don't get very good sleep with that. Um, <sighs> but tomorrow night, for sure. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I don't uh, I don't think my brain's going to let me keep keep going. So this is a super, super short podcast. And uh, just a big thanks to everybody who supports everything. And... Uh, and listens and all that sort of stuff. So we're we're making our way to fifty thousand downloads, <laughs> all said and told, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I never would have thought. I never would have thought. And we're closing in. I think we have like twenty five more episodes to get to a hundred. Which, if I can keep doing two a day or two a two a week, that'd be great. <clears throat> so anyway, thanks everybody. I will uh, report some some more as. Um, as I, as I reacclimatize to land. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome aboard Mighty Sparrow for the first night. It's a little loud. It's a little bumpy out. <laughs> but I've earned myself uh, a nice cold bush light. So I'm going to have one right now. I actually uh, woke up about 20 minutes ago. And uh, 
we had we had set sail. We we reached the ocean <laughs> proper uh, right around four o'clock this afternoon after a long motor. But the reason I'm having a bush light here at uh, uh, 1.15 a.m., so technically it's the second day. Oh, I just I got up. Things uh, I don't know just didn't didn't feel quite right. Shine uh, my headlamp on the old the old drifter and uh, torn. Uh, these old sails. It's fixable. It's right at the lower leading edge, so the tack of the sail. I think it was just rubbing against uh, the pulpit or something, but. Uh, had to be dealt with, so let's take a sip. Mmm. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, yeah, essentially, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, it happens with these old sales, you know, there's not, uh, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Let's check, okay, we don't have anybody in our radar, nice. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Been getting the last. I've only ever had two new sails on this boat, the main and the staysail, uh, and those are six years old now, five years old. Uh, all the other ones I just get used because uh, I don't know, it's just the way I do it, and uh, keeps things on a budget. But unfortunately, they wear out pretty quick. Uh, like I said, though, this one will be—I'll be able to fix it. It's only about a foot, foot and a half. Uh, and it looks like the seam probably let go. I didn't take a good look, but because it, it needed to be taken down like immediately. So exchanged it for the old number two drifter, which is almost the same size. Fiesta color sail. That other one is, uh, I call it the Freddy Krueger because it's orange and white striped. Very, very ugly thing, but uh, powerful nonetheless. So got that one down real fast and just switched it up with the other one. And uh, presto, we're back. We're moving right now. We're doing, let's check some uh, some stats here, people. Right now we are doing seven knots, heading 070, which is almost exactly where we want to go. It is just a little choppy out, uh, or I should say choppier than it was before. It's been smooth, smooth sailing. There was a huge amount of container ships and tankers and all dredgers outside of Charleston that I just basically cut right through. Oh, man. Oh, what the deal is with that stuff? But, man, there are... When I peeled in uh, back in December, I went right past Savannah. Hundreds of miles out, there were there were giant ships circling around out there. Craziness. Never used to see that stuff before. But in any event, um, yeah, little action. Hopefully, uh, the old Fiesta sail will get us through uh, until a time at which, well, probably tomorrow, I can pull the sewing machine out and fix it. There's a few things that I got on the old task list for tomorrow just uh you know checking things over this that and the other thing the winds are supposed to stay around the 10 knot range 
I think until tomorrow night or something. I don't know. I have conflicting forecasts. But essentially southerlies for the next few days, which is great. We're going to be at the Gulf Stream hopefully by tomorrow evening, and then we'll see really big numbers. But actually, from Charleston to the Gulf Stream, there's a pretty good current running pretty much north-northeast, and uh, we're in that now, which is why our speed's about two knots above average. Mm. Holy cow. That beer is really good refreshing to say the least now but other than that uh yeah mongo's working well the engine worked well but it did you know running the engine for like five hours not super hard but it was about 85 86 degrees the air temperature i don't know what the water temperature is but uh in the river it's it was hot and uh the old buzzer, the old uh, overheating alarm came on for about half a second, a couple of times. Uh, so plan is to check the impeller and check the sea strainer again. See if, uh, I don't know, see if something happened between uh, me checking them about a week ago and <laughs> me leaving. But uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Other than that, yeah, the the motor up this up uh, the river and out to St. Helen Sound was great. Got a little it, because it was southerly, and the 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 fairway to exit the sound basically heads due south. That took a little while. It was a little annoying, but not too too bad. And uh, I don't know. It um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was good. Oh boy, my brain does not work all that well. When I'm this tired, the amount of focus you have to have going through the intercoastal. Oh, my goodness. I would never want to go on the intercoastal all the way up the coast. I would be exhausted. At least I wouldn't want to do it alone. I'd want to have like four people with me so that we can just change it off. And actually, I'd just want to be the owner. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to, uh, I could see the appeal of being able to pay a captain and a crew to take the boat for you, but you can still be on board and uh, cocktail in hand sort of thing, relaxing, maybe bring a personal chef along. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, a little goofy. Uh, I think I got a, no, we're still... Gosh, we're, we're hoofing right along. We are broad reaching right now. And uh, really, man, we are moving. And it's, it's decently comfortable. I do have to figure out a way to mount this microphone so that I don't have to hold it. Because that's kind of annoying. It's like I got a bush light in one hand. Ugh. Got a microphone in the other. Computer willy-nilly just sitting on the chart table. Oh, man. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. This is in about 30 minutes when I know everything's all settled. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Give me, uh, oh, another hour. Actually, no, I would really like two hours, please. 
I get two more hours of sleep, uh, then I'll be pretty good. I'd like to be up just before sunrise, you know, around the uh, 4.30 mark. But it is beautiful out there. Uh, before I ducked back down, I got we got uh, Scorpio rising to the east. Orion has just fallen. Stars are absolutely beautiful, uh, even with the light pollution from Charleston, which is pretty epic. It is stunning out. And I am looking forward to seeing all these planets as they reveal themselves uh, in the wee hours. We don't have any moon yet. So the next few days we should start seeing the thumbnail. And uh, hopefully in a week we'll have some real good light in the evening. And uh, if all goes well, I'll be up there in Maine for a full moon party hosted by Murph. Good buddy Murph. Oh, that'll be nice. Uh, well, I think that's going to round us out for uh, the first little installment of this podcast. I'd like to talk more, but honestly, my arms are getting tired <laughs> holding on to these things. And I'm going to have to sort something out a little bit better. Uh, but it is great to be back at sea. It feels good. I might have to make a little sandwich or something. I have just been an eating machine so far. Which is not good, because I don't want to be just completely stuck onto uh, cans of ravioli and SpaghettiOs before uh, the trip is over. So I'll have to curb that a little bit. But other than that, life is pretty good. Looking forward to getting a little further offshore, but boy, the race is on. According to the forecast, I've got about five more days before a system rolls off this coast. And I want to be north of that. And I want to be well north of that. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it doesn't explode, turn into a crazy actual storm. Uh, and hopefully I will be north of it and coasting my way up into the Gulf of Maine. Ah, that is all for now. May 2nd, 125 in the a.m. Ah, brought to you by Mighty Sparrow. <laughs> Brought to you by Bacon Sales. Now, can't say that. They don't endorse me. All right. Good on ya. All right. Copy that. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a night. What an evening. This is classic. Frickin' silent. Oh, it's currently... 2.30 a.m. on the 3rd. And uh, let me turn this fan up. Uh, I don't want that. It's, uh, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. I don't want any fan noise. Uh, this, is, uh, this is in the realm of what I like to call offshore gold. Been listening to uh, some podcasts and stuff today, so I'm feeling inspired. Oh, what a day. Absolutely just horrible start to the day. <laughs> horrible. The winds last night sort of held, but they were really light. And we're trying to make our way out to the Gulf Stream. 
Because we have to get north. There's a system that's coming off, and uh, we got to get north of it. We don't want to get... Uh, we're going to get bashed, but we don't want to get that bashed. You know. You know. Uh, Sparrow could take it. Sparrow could take some, some, some punishment. But I, I don't want to if I don't have to. Mm. So, in any event, that that's my uh, that's my Tim Dillon impression. That's for my brother Sven. <laughs> Sailing. You could talk about. Oh, what do you think about sailing? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now, so, anyway. Oh, man. Terrible wind all morning. Ended up actually motoring for a while. Which I, I was, I was, honestly, I'm standing up on the deck just swearing and screaming at the wind. Because it's so light. Yet, we would have been able to be able to sail had there not been this wave set from the uh, coming from the east. So we're getting rocked and rolled. I get a little sassy. I end up <clears throat> using my new using my new uh, pulley system so I open up the exhaust. So uh, motoring, cruising along. And and then I end up just pulling the trigger, and I'm like, no, 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 had enough of that noise. Shut the engine down. There's barely a breath of wind, but there's enough to move. So at this point, we've got uh, we've got the drifter up, the big drifter, the new drifter. <clears throat> no, 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 no. We have. <laughs> I'm so confused already. We have the old drifter up because the new drifter ripped. So we went through that. <sighs> I think I already talked about that. I'm not 100% sure. The old drifter tore on the pulpit. And uh, so I put the old one up. And we're just cruising, cruising, cruising. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, the winds sort of pipe up. A little bit, enough for me to, enough for the sails not to be slamming. And so I end up uh, heading down, take a little napper, only slept about an hour or so in the last 24 hours. So I take a nap and um, I wake up probably around seven-ish, six or seven, just in time to do the log. Couldn't do uh, any sextant work today. Uh, definitely was way too frustrated to deal with any of that. Plus, I was, um, I think I was asleep. I think I took a nap. It's just one of those things where uh, you really have to be in the mood for that. And I was definitely, after this morning, I was not in the mood for that. The point of this story is, so I get up, I wake up from this nap, I go up on deck, and there's a sailboat a couple of miles away, up ahead of us. They're, uh, they're cruising 
sort of wing on wing. It looks like they have basically two jibs. They must be headed to Beaufort or something like that. Uh, maybe the Chesapeake. They're headed in the direction of Cape Hatteras. And uh, cruising right along. The wind is up. We're cruising pretty well. But not that well. We're using, I have uh, the mainsail and the staysail. Staysail is pulled out. We're going straight downwind. It's lovely. But, uh, you know, you see another sailboat. It's ahead of you. There's just this, like, ingrained thing that goes on in sailors' minds where, uh, you know, you just have to throw up a little more sail. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, that's my Tim Dillon. Uh, so I reach in my bag of tricks and I pull out the old spinnaker. Throw that sucker up pretty haphazardly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I just grabbed a random line for the tack and bowling that stucker straight off to the uh, bowsprit and uh, attach a halyard and I just threw it up. And she's glorious. Red and white striped, 1926 or whatever on the on the label. And boom, we are flying. So you got a picture of this scene. Sun is within 20 degrees of the horizon. It's beautiful. Lots of color in the sky already. Sailboat, which now we are catching up to because we are going faster texted the old man on that one jim bob hey through the spin up overtaking a boat doesn't happen often but when it does i drink bush light <laughs> we are blasting along spinnaker is just flying and the sea is calm enough that it's like uh oh wow we're doing like eight and a half knots it's just beautiful. It's perfect. Perfect setting. Got some tunes jamming. Kind of settling in. Enjoying. You know, that that's one of those things where just sometimes, sometimes you get your head wrapped around what you're trying to do and this, that, and the other thing. And you forget to just sit back and enjoy. Well, I sat back and I enjoyed <sighs> at least for an hour or so. <clears throat> and by that point, I definitely was exhausted and needed to take a nap. The winds were light. It wasn't a big deal. We were, we were going pretty good, but it wasn't... Uh, I wouldn't say we were pushing the envelope by any means. And so I took a nap. So I went down below, fell asleep. I was exhausted. Hey, you know, shoot me, hang me out to dry. That's what I did. It's rare that I would ever go and uh, fall asleep on this boat when I have a spinnaker up. But you get a little bit of a uh, comfort level after you've spent so much time on a boat. And uh, so, yeah, I went, I crashed out. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was it's kind of funny because I, I was that tired where I took a mid-afternoon nap, wake up, put up a spinnaker, chill for like an hour, boom, right back to bed. Flash forward about 
I don't know, five hours. I wake up probably just around midnight-ish. So this is all happening in real time just a few hours ago. And uh, we are juicing. Boat is just flying. I mean, we're not in the Gulf Stream, but we're doing eight knots. Um, but the boat feels pretty, pretty good. It's not, it's not like, oh, we're out of control or anything like that. We're not broaching this, that, and the other thing, but we're, we are flying through the water. <clears throat> the sound of the ocean passing by the hall was amazing. And we do that, get up in the cockpit and I'm like, man, holy cow. Okay. It's a little windy out. Winds have built, winds have built definitely built but we're not out of control it's not out of control by any means and uh i kind of look up at the spinnaker you know i gotta poke my head around the mainsail a little bit because you can't really see it oh huh interesting looks a little funny but it's up there it's up there and it's flying and it's billowing just like every classic photo you could ever think of well a second look, and I realized that there, the spinnaker is essentially now in two different sections. An upper level, which is all red, separated by stars and sky. And then a lower level, which is the red and white stripe. <clears throat> and it's kind of sad because that spinnaker really is... Um, it's a throwback to this old school one that, that we have on this this old little boat. <clears throat> Classic old Pearson Ensign. It's up at my uh, parents' place. Oh, man. Good times. Anyway, there's something about that, that Where's Waldo red and white stripe that uh, will always take me back to my childhood. Anyway, or my, my uh, teenage 20s. Teenage 20s, because it's, uh, yeah, my 20s. So, in any event, I'm, I'm wandering here. So, we're going, and, um, yeah, so I realized that basically the spinnaker has split. I believe it's a, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of that design of spinnaker is. It's not a tri-radio. Definitely not. It's way older than that. But basically, uh, yeah, so it's split. <laughs> but the leech the leech and luff line tape is holding it together and it was perfect we're just juicing right along and spinnaker's still flying nothing's going crazy there's no insane luffing or anything like that it's just a big hole in the middle it's sort of like one of those things that has like a parachute in it so it's spilling a lot of air um, but yeah, no big deal. We're just juicing and, uh, I'm kind of looking at it like, Oh, but the wind is building. So it needs to be dealt with and I need to take it down. I'm sort of rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, trying to, trying to come up with a game plan. It's dark. <sighs> you know, the waves have built up just a little bit. It's nothing crazy. Nothing to get your, uh, nothing to get your hopes up about oh wow 
Woo! Right now we're uh, we are broad reaching. I've got the staysail up and mainsail, uh, but we have a pretty pretty decent wave set coming in from uh, the southeast, and uh, so we're getting we're getting a little motion on the boat. Anyway. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with this spinnaker. It's up. It's flying. It's kind of hard on this boat, on Old Sparrow, to, to douse these big sails. Essentially, what I try and do is get my hands on the sheet. Uh, and then just, just let go of the halyard and try and claw everything in. And that was the game plan with the spinnaker. So I'm up there next to the mast, downwind side. I've got one hand on the halyard, which is wrapped around the winch, and boom, grab that sheet. Now, we've got a pretty long tack line, uh, so that allows it to sort of drop. Unfortunately, had I not done such a haphazard job of setting the spinnaker up, honestly, I didn't think it was going to be up that long in any event. Uh, if I had a proper tack line that I could adjust, I would have sheeted that in quite a bit. Can't do that at this point. And get my hand on the sheet. Let go of the, the halyard. And boom. Cascading nylon. And we're going straight downwind. So it's sort of clouded behind the... Uh, or sheltered behind the mainsail. It comes piling down. And I've got it. And I'm raking it in. And just like... Yeah! And it looks good. It looks America's Cup until about two-thirds of it is in my hand. And then, boom, it touches the water. Oh, no. It gets just streamed aft, yanks it straight onto my hand, which is one of those things. It's like a lobster line, like a, a trap line. You never, never forget that that sucker can wrap around your leg and pull you off that boat. Same with a spinnaker. And I, I, as I watched this thing just fly off of me, I thought, I was like, yep, yep, that's why you always got to watch that. And in, in any event, so uh, I watch, and now, now it's just streaming out. But then, boom, bottoms out the halyard. Boom, bottoms out the sheet on the preventer boom bottoms out the tack line there's a lot of tension because we are moving fast the winds are definitely blowing and uh yeah it was uh one of the only times where i've had uh i've had to run down below and grab a knife the tension was that high as i went down below grab the knife and then boom hit mongo up we turn into the wind to ease this pressure so I don't end up using the knife, but I had it there with me. Smarter, calmer heads prevail. Oh, what's our wind speed? Oh, wait, hey. Gosh, we are just flying. Spinnaker's dragging now. Halyard, everything, just all messed up. Get the, uh, get my hands on the sail. Start yanking that out of the water into the boat. And um, slowly but surely peel all of it, at least the lower half. Then I go 
to get the the top half as well, which is all still connected, but now it's acting more like a parachute. And boom, pressure's right back on my hands. I end up having to go and cut the tack line because I'm a little worried about this brand new bow sprit that I put in. So I cut that just to, mostly just to prevent any sort of um, shape being formed out of that spinnaker in the water. The halyard in the sheet, two points, no problem. A third point, problem. Then that might allow it to do it. It was just sort of a split second thing. I don't know if it helped at all. Cut that sucker, which felt pretty uh, pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. There was a ton of tension on it, and uh, it was like a piano wire. So I, I laid the knife on the line and uh, made one motion, and it just popped. <laughs> so then I was able to haul it all back in and um, disconnect the halyard and all that sort of stuff. Holy cow. A lot of excitement for midnight, you know, and now I'm just living in the aftermath of that. So I come back down below. We're moving so fast. I can hear the prop freewheeling. I thought I got the pipe wrench on the uh, prop shaft. Nope. I guess we were going so slow that uh, it fell off. So I got to go back in the engine room, use a hammer as a lever against the prop shaft to slow it down enough so that then I can safely get the pipe wrench on it to be able to stop it. Although I felt the transmission and it wasn't hot. So I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's not quite such a big deal. Um, you know, there was a time off the coast of Africa and I, I feel like we must've been freewheeling for a while and pretty fast and I felt that transmission and it was hot. Um, so I don't know that it's, it's one of those problems with this boat problem with Sparrow uh, or problem with that engine or, or with that, that, uh, velvet drive engine. I don't know. Now it is <clears throat> almost three in the morning. Stars are out. I'm going to go up into the cockpit. We're broad reaching. It's beautiful. It's windy. We're moving really freaking fast. We are almost, we're on the edge of the Gulf Stream. Almost in it. I would think by, by sunup, we're going to head straight up, downwind, and uh, blast right along. We should be doing 10, 10, 11 knots. <laughs> 